0: Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by my lovely wife, Katie. Katie, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks. We are answering your questions that you submitted to Katie on Instagram. And so, Katie, this is our part two of answering questions.
1: Yeah, you guys were awesome. I put on my Instagram story that we're recording podcasts all day today. And I said, what are your questions? What do you want to know? And you guys showed up. So we're answering your questions. Yep. Part two. This one um, says, is wondering about solo women in New York, like walking alone and going on the subway. Um, So I will probably talk about that more (laughs) than you will. Um, One place that I have found super interesting is um, an all women's apartment. And it is on 34th Street between 9th and 10th Avenue. And it has... 376 units. It's called Webster apartments and it's only available to women. And it is more like a dorm style. Um, They have like a cafeteria in the bottom. So your uh, apartment comes with a meal plan. I believe that there are shared bathrooms, but I believe that there are your own rooms. I'll have to look into that more, but maybe different combinations of that, but it's only women and you have to have, um, like an internship or a job or something like that. So it's for women who are wanting to work in the city, yeah. but are also unsure about where to live or want to live with other women, maybe yeah. don't know anybody else in the city. But I've heard wonderful things about it, um, about the safety of it yeah. and um, the people that you meet. It can
0: be a rougher area over there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah.
0: So I mean, it's kind of like really nice and kind of like, it's a, it it's a unique it's a strange, dynamic, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true.
1: Um, but I've heard wonderful things about the apartments. So Webster Apartments, I would suggest looking it up. Um, and I've heard that the rent is really uh, reasonable for the room. And again, the safety is key. Um, as far as being a woman on your own walking around in the city, I will say that it has changed a little bit um, after the pandemic. And I think that's because things are more empty around here. So you do have to be, I feel like before there were just tons of tourists around and just lots of people. So everybody just kind of blended together and you didn't really notice if somebody was having a hard time, I guess. And you just kind of went around like on the sidewalks with the hustle and bustle of people. And, um, there were just always so many people around now because the tourists and the people that are working are not really around. Um, there are, and there are just a lot more homeless and those with, um, mental instability on the sidewalks and in the subway stations. So there's just not the help for the homeless and those who need some, um, like mental help and rehabilitation like there was before. And so there have been some more instances of pushing people onto the subway tracks or, um, you know, unfortunately people getting hit while they're just walking down the street. There's just a lot of really, there's just a lot of people who need uh, mental help right now and mm-hmm. they're just not getting that help they need. So yes, you have to be really vigilant and you have to, I mean, the sun goes down here at 4:30, so you can't not walk after 4:30. Sometimes you need to go yep. get some stuff done, but I would stick to your neighborhood and stick to the the main avenues instead yep. of this the darker streets. Uh, walk with somebody. If you've got a dog, you know, walk with your dog. I know that sometimes when I come back, if I've come back late at night and I've been in the car. Nils has switched out with me and he's gone to park the car Mm -hmm. um, instead of me having to do it at night because it is on a darker street. Um, But if I didn't didn't have Nils, I would just watch when I'm coming back, when I'm going in, when I'm going out. Um, We have a doorman, so. We have a little bit more security there, but just making sure as you go into your apartment that nobody's following in behind you. There's been mm-hmm. lots of package thieves lately trying to get into the yeah. the non-manned doors, following people in and stealing packages. So just really being aware of your surroundings. I don't think that any of that makes me want to tell you not to come at all i still think that new york city is amazing and i know that the tourists are going to be back soon and things are going to be on the upswing quickly but for right now you do have to pay attention and um and that's another reason why i wanted to point out that all women's apartment complex first because not only will you feel safe with all of them You can also make friends more quickly than if you're just by yourself in an apartment. Yeah,
0: it's great. So what do you think? Of what, I am intrigued by the Webster's apartment. I've I've always said I'd love to like have a family dormitory where we had a (laughs) cafeteria and stuff and live with other families uh, because I just like simplicity. So that just sounds amazing. I've looked up, it's $1,400 a month. You basically pay bi-weekly, $700 bi-weekly. That's just a fascinating setup Uh, they they have there. So very cool find. Um, I, you know, and I'm, I, uh, I'm the president of the paranoid parents club. Um, (laughs) and so we've got two girls and I, you know, I would say our 11 year old is at a place where, you know, well, actually our eight year old will sometimes go to, you know, to the store by herself, uh, or kind of not to the store, but like to my office, um, by herself. And she, I think she'd be okay to go to the store and our 11 year old will probably in the next year to two years start going places uh by herself more maybe even on the subway or bus by herself. So I think that there are a lot of people that are paranoid of New York City and there are a lot of people that are oblivious uh yeah, in New York City. Good. And I think just being very thoughtful and aware and just paying attention and when you see somebody who looks like they're not right in the mind, you know, like maybe go the other way and go the long way around the block. Yeah um, that's good. And You know, I think, I think it's just, it's being smart. I've, I've only had a couple scenarios where I've been even halfway nervous. Now I'm a man, uh, but I, a white man, a white man. Um, but I, and I say that with, you know, I remember I was walking at Carl Schurz park and a man came to me very aggressively and then just flipped me off uh, (laughs) right in front of my face. And then he walked away. And it was one of those things that was like, I didn't know what he was going to do when he got to me. Yeah. Uh, now I'm a larger man that I, you know, wasn't really that concerned, but, but it's still like, there's just some people that aren't right. And uh, there are places in the city that uh, just more crime happens. And, yeah. and I think you got to just be thoughtful and careful. And um, yeah, but don't come. There are lots of single women that do great here and
1: don't not come. Don't
0: not come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause it, it, there's a lot of, just safety precautions.
1: Yeah, yep. All right, so our next question is, um, adjusting to the cost of living in New York City, coming from an inexpensive place.
0: Yeah, it's tough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is tough, but everybody we know who's moved here, they're like, yeah, it's even more expensive than even I thought it expensive. would be. Yeah. Um, I know I've talked about this on other episodes, but we do have some friends who have recently moved here and we're going to have them on the podcast soon because um, we've been here for six years. So we've kind of gotten used to it. We have our our budget now and um, things are going are going well. But I know that our new friends who have moved here, have a really fresh perspective on what costs more, what didn't. And they listen to our podcast, too, so they can tell us straight up, like, yeah, your advice on this was not what we thought it would be or, you know, whatever. But I would say really just, you know, listening to our old podcasts, um, doing as much research as you can um, is the way to get used to it. Write it all down, every expense you think you could have, do some research on what it costs here and then add a few hundred extra dollars
0: to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've heard twenty percent from from friends of like I thought I budgeted smart, and then I just had to add an extra mm-hmm. I twenty th- percent. I think it 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 just it's it's a lot. I mean, I think especially when you're in you know maybe a smaller town or in rural uh, America where you can live for a thousand dollars a month, fifteen hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. um, you really can't do that here. And so it is um, the cost of living is high and there's really, I mean, I think people would think I can eat dollar pizza. You can eat dollar pizza for so long, you know, mm-hmm. like food is more expensive. Uh, transportation is more expensive. Housing is more expensive. Um, but yeah, it's part of it. So planning ahead and just being, being eyes wide open coming in.
1: Yeah. That's be and I think too, when you get here, you're like, it's okay you know like I can live on a budget I can um, say no to things but there's so many cool things going on that it's hard to be like no I can't do any Broadway shows or I can't yeah. do any concerts or I can't do any uh, you know any of the shopping or eating out or anything because there's just so much cool stuff to do yeah. that I have a feeling that a lot of where the budget goes is to yeah. doing cool things in the city now mm-hmm. there are a lot of free things to do. So you can keep your eye out for performances in the parks or, you know, things like that, little pop-up concerts here and there. Uh, But some of the, I mean, some of the stuff is just expensive and you want to, you just want to do it all. I know I I want to do it all. It's hard to say no.
0: Yep.
1: So, yeah.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Yep, all right, next question. This will be our last one for this episode. What fuels your love for New York City? Looking at the things that drive passion for the city.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you good. Yeah. good.
1: Um, you know, I will say that it has probably changed from six, seven years ago when we were first moving here to now. So before it was the excitement of doing something different. Mm-hmm. Um, in my life, I'd always kind of done checklists in black and white. Like you go to college, you get a degree, you get a job and you get married and you buy a house and you have kids. And I did all that. And I checked it all off and it was good. And then it was that time where I was like, okay, this is it. And now what do I do? Um I'm only like 32 and apparently I've checked off all the boxes that I think that there are. Now what? And then I really listened to my heart and where is that like big dream place that I want to be. And it was New York city and it's always been New York city, but I'd always talked myself out of it because it was too big or too expensive or too scary or too far away. Um, and so for me it was that excitement of doing something for our family and for myself that seemed big and scary and exciting because I felt like moving here would be that it would be kind of rediscovering myself. And I do feel like those first few years were rediscovering myself and who I am and what really is my passion. And then eventually as we were living here, my passion turned into passion for the city. And I, I appreciated the diversity that I had never experienced anywhere else before and the different viewpoints. Mm -hmm. And I'll even say my viewpoints on things have changed or evolved, or, um, I'm just better at listening and I'm better at understanding different people's points of view because I see a lot of different people and I interact with a lot of different kinds of people. So now my passion has, um, you know, halfway in between living here was my passion for the diversity and the things that our kids get to experience and the things that I get to experience and that we get to experience. And now since the pandemic it's now loving on our neighborhood and loving on our neighbors and being here when the city is down and being those that don't don't go anywhere. We are here to rebuild the city and we're here to support people and we're getting to know the business owners around us even more and the the businesses around us and supporting them and helping being part of the people helping to bring the city back so it's kind of it keeps evolving but there's just something about new york city that feels so much bigger than yourself that it just fuels a different kind of passion an energy that I hadn't had before.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's really good. So I, what do you, you know, I, I immediately, I, maybe a similar train of thought as I was thinking about that question is, you know, I love the energy of the city. I love the entrepreneurial spirit of the city. I love the culture, the diversity, um, all of those things. But but I think it's at the core of what continued, what fuels in 2021, it's the people. And I think it's the it's the unique, I mean, everyone I've been getting to know the, the guys at the bodega here, you know, uh, underneath our apartment and they, they've been here for 20 years and, uh, and just their story raised, you know, the guy who owns it, raises his daughter, uh, here in the neighborhood. And it just, everyone's got a unique and a fascinating story, uh, just a, a genuine care for others. They're, uh, our doormen, our friends, our church, our, you know, I mean, I, I think about all the, the unique different people, uh, clients that I have here in the city, uh, that, I that I've gotten to know. And it's, it's never, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just, I, I love the people we've gotten to know and the community we've built and our kids, teachers our, the faculty at the school. I mean, it just, there's so much that Parents and other kids at the school,
1: and all those people yeah. have helped me to become a better person. Yeah, I more accepting and more loving and more understanding and more selfless because before most people looked like me, believed like me, talked like me, lived like like me, and I had come to a point where there where I thought I was right. And yep. what we did as white people in the suburbs was the right way to do it. And that was the only way. Yep. And coming here has opened my eyes in ways that I didn't expect. I was coming for the energy and the excitement and the Broadway and the shopping and the tall buildings and the, the cool factor, I guess. Yep. And we're staying because of the people around us and the people that we've become. 100%.
0: Hundred percent. It it's uh, it's so meaningful when you start just thinking about all the different interactions, um, and that that you just can't get, or I, I've never experienced anywhere else um, from just the diverse people that we've gotten to know and gotten that care about us and that we care about um, in a in a in a very real way. And so that that's definitely the depth of our love for New York city and where that continues to grow and develop. So yeah, that's a tear filled way to end our, (laughs) uh, second Q and a episode. So thanks for the questions. Thanks for all those questions. And we'll look forward to answering more of your questions on the next episode. So thanks for listening. Make sure you follow Katie on Instagram at coming to NYC. We'll talk to you again on the next episode.